Hello, everyone, and welcome to an all-new episode of Wonderfilled Week. I am your host, Caitlin Corey. It is a new year, and I am using this turning of the page as a fresh start. I am trying to set a positive tone for my year and fill my life with as much good as possible. That, for me, means prioritizing my physical and mental health and speaking to people who inspire, uplift, and motivate me. Today's guest checks all those boxes. Josh Shibata is a fitness expert with almost 20 years experience instructing and motivating his clients. In addition to being an expert in his field and the best Pilates instructor ever, I can attest to this from personal experience, Josh also has an inspiring outlook on life, a killer taste in music, which makes his classes even more premium, and the ability to make even the most self-conscious newbie to the fitness world feel confident and proud. Find Josh on Facebook, Josh Shibata, S-H-I-B-A-T-A, or follow him on Instagram to see him in action, at SoCal Showdown Josh. Without further ado, please welcome Josh Shibata to the program. Hello, Josh. Welcome to Wonderfilled Week. Hey, thank you for having me. Of course. I want to thank you for making time to speak with me today. And I wanted to kick off the new year with a fitness expert who could provide us with motivation, inspiration, and guidance. So you are the perfect person. So can you begin by telling us a little bit about how you got into the fitness world and what has your fitness and wellness journey looked like up to this point? Okay, sure. Uh, So my story, um, you know, I've been pretty much athletic all my life. I've been very fortunate at that. Now that you look back at things, I've been very fortunate. Uh, My mother and my father both motivated my brother and I to start picking up sports at a very young age. Uh, I was into typical stuff like baseball and football growing up, played little league uh, with my brother and I. Uh, Did martial arts since I could walk because of my father. (laughs) <laughs> and uh, that that was something that I I've stuck with even still to this day, in which I'm actually teaching uh, children's martial arts for the last, good lord, for the last almost two decades now. Oh wow! I didn't realize that. Yeah, I've been teaching that, and um, so I've been very fortunate to have a base, a very good base. And again, I look back at it because you see nowadays with even people our own age where a lot of them didn't play sports at a young age, were were not getting into doing athletic stuff, except for maybe forced PE in Uh school, you know? (laughs) And then of course, once you don't have to take that as a requirement anymore, then you don't do it anymore. You know, it's, uh, it's easier. They do it when it's kind of ingrained into you at a very young age. So going then from there into fitness, that kind of fell into my lap because after college, I just decided I kind of wanted to get into better shape. I was, again, always into fitness. But at the time when I was starting, and this is, again, not to date myself, but this was early 2000s, late 90s, the fitness world was still very what we would consider like prehistoric. <laughs> you know, not a, lot of, not a lot of actual science to it. Because again, most people, when they thought of fitness and most people that were into fitness, it was really just lift something heavy and put it back down. That's it. 
Uh, no cardio, cardio, especially if you're a guy, cardio is for wusses or for girls, you know, don't want to be sexist, but that was the, the mindset yeah. then, you know, uh, and eat, eat as much as you can. Mm. Doesn't matter what you eat, just eat, you know? So it, again, it was very, it was very rudimentary. It was very prehistoric. Uh, and I thought at the time when I was in college that I was actually doing well. But it wasn't until one of my bosses kind of commented on how I was walking and my body, you know, I was so wide, like mm-hmm. I could barely put my arms down. <laughs> and again, I didn't realize this until I asked my friends about it. And they're like, yeah, that's kind of how you walk. And then <laughs> I started realizing that doesn't seem like that's the right thing to do or like that's not how it should be done. So then I started doing more research and actually like reading. And, and at that time, now people were starting to also get a little bit more scientific with how to eat right. Uh, mm-hmm. That not necessarily is cardio a bad thing, but it should be a complementary thing to what you're doing. Um, that there's different ways to work out depending on what your goals are. If you just want to bulk up or if you want to be more lean or if you want to lose weight, that, sh- that one process doesn't fit everything. Everything has to be a little bit different for whatever goal that you're trying to get. And once I started getting that in for myself, my brother, who unfortunately kind of fell off of the wagon a little bit, uh, especially when he got to college, he bloomed up to be almost 300 pounds. And yeah, and he noticed, you know, again, I wasn't overweight or anything, but he definitely noticed that I was getting into better shape. And so he asked if, you know, I could help him. Mm -hmm. And so then from there, once I got my brother into shape and, you know, my brother also did some great work himself too. You know, it's very hard to be disciplined. It's very hard to be motivated, even with a coach. It still takes the person themselves to do it. But within about 18 months, he went down to 150 pounds. Wow. And he, he, he was, his, his health was so much better Uh, He felt so much better. He was happier. And seeing that change in him is really what got me into then becoming more of a personal trainer and into other people's fitness. Because just seeing my brother be happier. And uh, unfortunately, at that point, before that, you know, even his doctor was saying, you you need to make a change. Otherwise, Mm -hmm. you're going to have some serious issues as you get older. You know, so now he, he doesn't have to worry about those and he's, he's a lot healthier, a lot happier. And, and I'm very happy to be a part of that to help him. So that's then what got me into becoming a personal trainer for other people. I've been doing that for now, again, like maybe the last almost a decade now. Wow. It makes sense, though, because it was mutually beneficial because it was so beneficial for him and his health. But also it probably felt really rewarding for you to be part of that process and to see it through. Exactly. And, and that's, and again, that's even going back to teaching children's martial arts, it's the, it really is a wonderful feeling to see somebody have a goal that maybe they, they just don't feel confident enough that they can get there or that they want to get there. They just don't know how, you know, mm-hmm. they don't know what the first step to take. So it's really great to be able to help that person achieve it. And, you know, again, it's, it's, it's not only helping them to reach a goal, but it's also helping them to improve their life. You know, I have a lot of older clients (laughs) and that's kind of what we focus on with a lot of them is just to improve their, their way of living so that Mm -hmm. their later years are not years of struggling just to move around or having to be limited. Well, I can't do this. I can't do that because I can't, I'm too old. 
you know, that right. I don't feel like that should ever be a thought in anybody's mind, mm-hmm. you know, just because you're 80 or 50 or 30 doesn't mean you can't do certain things. You shouldn't be. You should be able to do almost anything that you want to do. Right. Two things jumped out at me that you mentioned, confidence and goals. So, you know, like you said, in the in the 90s and early 2000s, people were just doing one sort of thing and they thought that was that's what fitness meant. But you're right. People do have different goals. And also confidence does come into it because thinking about myself personally, I have anxiety that can be sometimes so crippling. And so I've always wanted to have an outlet for that. And I couldn't quite... I couldn't quite marry the two things, fitness or wellness with the anxiety. I can never find that sort of perfect fit. I would, I don't really like the gym culture for me. That's just not, wasn't a good fit for me. And also the class element can sometimes be a little intimidating. So it goes back to that confidence you were talking about. I wasn't so confident to do like, you know, there's so many different kinds of classes, right? So that you could do CrossFit, Orange Theory, this, nothing was really like feeling comfortable for my level until I found Pilates. And so that to me was like the perfect balance of small class size, like really great instructor, not feeling like I had to push it because something that you would always say is like, listen to your body, take your time. So what advice would you give to someone who hasn't quite found that perfect fit? And maybe they're maybe too scared to try something new, feeling discouraged. And that is probably the hardest part is you got to try to kind of go out of your comfort zone first and foremost, it's, it's about discovery and not being limited to that box. You know, uh, again, it's, it's wonderful now with all the different things that, and especially too, depending on where you live, but living in an area like we live in LA, you have access to everything. You've already mentioned a few of the CrossFit, the orange theories, mm-hmm. you, you got, um, bike, bike classes that you can take you got all sorts of kickboxing training boxing Mm -hmm. martial arts you got access to almost anything you can think of uh, nowadays and and now even too with the way technology is people can do a lot of things virtually too now Mm -hmm. so the the mindset should be and it is scary to not be afraid to of limiting yourself and try to go out there because you never know what you find uh, you yourself mentioned about finding Pilates. I mean, that might not even have come to mind at first when you're thinking mm-hmm. about fitness. But fortunately, you were able to look around and you found something and you decided maybe I should try that. And then boom, mm-hmm. now you found something that you love to do. And it's so rewarding that you do it. So really, it is that first step, which is always going to be the hardest one. But it's the one that is the most rewarding is you really have to just Take that step out of your comfort zone. Find something. Find something new. Find something that maybe not necessarily something you've never heard of. Maybe it's something that you've always wanted to try, but you were just a little afraid to try it. Just go ahead and try it. Just do it. Now, again, every every first experience is going to be different. Mm -hmm. And this is also because I do CrossFit. um, And I also uh, train with that as well. And the one thing about CrossFit that really uh, kind of makes or break is your instructor, is your gym, is your gym culture. Uh, if you find the right gym and the right instructors that will help you or fit your comfort level, that makes a big difference. Mm-hmm. You might find one, unfortunately, that doesn't. Right. So what I would say is, you know, do it, find something that you want to do, do it. But if it wasn't great the first time, maybe find a different gym or a different studio that offers the same thing and see maybe it might be might have been the instructor that didn't fit you 
because every instructor is different. Some of them, as you know, Caitlin, are good, and some of them can be not so good. Yeah. So don't let that one instructor ruin your experience, because it could be that that, that instructor was the one that kind of didn't really fit you. But you might find the instructor that does and makes the experience wonderful, and then, then you found it. Yeah. So it, it's a little bit of a trial and error sometimes when you find it, but don't be discouraged by that first attempt, you know, especially if there's things about it that you kind of like, like, Oh, I really did kind of like it. Just like, this wasn't so great. You know, maybe the music wasn't so great. Well, fine, <laughs> fine, fine instructor that has better music. Cause that makes a difference for a lot of people. I know a lot of people that like to take those hit classes or those cardio classes, but if the music is just like, I don't like this music, then, you know, that can kill a vibe, but you can find another instructor that plays better music and then you love it. Hence why I always went to your classes with the 80s music. <laughs> exactly. I was going to say with the 80s music, that's why, yeah. I, you know, I, I always love playing that because it does make a difference. And, and some people like it, some people don't. But then find something that really suits you more. But don't be afraid to do that. That's basically the key is you got to it is hard. And I know especially if you lack confidence, that's the hardest part is to try to be a little bit more courageous and explore a little bit more mm -hmm. but you you got to try to do that because there is i guarantee there is something out there for everybody you mm -hmm. know there isn't i i don't believe you know not knocking against anybody but i don't believe there's anybody that can say yeah i'm just not athletic and i'm not very good at anything there's nothing that i can do no yeah. i'm just not good at any of that no that's not true you may not be good at a lot of things but there is something that you can find that is physical that can help promote your health and that you're really good and you love doing it. You know, you just got to look for it. That's the thing. You, you just, you just got to find it. That's absolutely beautiful advice. And, I, and I'm like nodding along because it's so true because I didn't find Pilates until I was 30. And so you figure my whole 20s, I was just sort of more actually doing diet culture to like maintain weight because that was always a goal, but but not really branching out and, and trying something new. And it wasn't until I turned 30, I, I actually had, I asked my husband to come to the first class with me so I wouldn't be alone. And so I do suggest the buddy system when you're trying new things out, I don't, that could help. Um, and then you will, and when you do find that one thing, it really is like a light goes off, like you really, it clicks and it can make all the difference. So I love that advice that there's something for everyone. And would you agree that it's never too late to start? Oh yeah, oh, come on. Um... One at, at the gym that I work out at, uh, the owner of the gym finally was able to convince his mother. His mother just turned 72 this wow. year. And, and she loves it. She <laughs> loves it. You know, and he's so happy because, again, the reason why he wanted her to start was because her health wasn't great. Um, you know, she retired. So she and, and people, when they retire, tend to think that they got to stop doing anything at all. You know, which is absolutely the the most negative thing you can do to mm -hmm. not do anything at all when you get older. You gotta at least move or do something um, that gets the mind to work. So you know, he was so happy that she decided to do it, but she loves it. And again, she started at seventy one. You know, yeah. so yeah, it's never you can't say age should not be a limiting factor for anything. You know, obviously, yeah. again, there will be some limitation, but it shouldn't be the end all be all. No, I'm too old. No, I can't do this because it's it, I'm, I'm too old now. You know, it, it's never too late to start. It, the only thing that will stop you from doing it is yourself, not the age. Yeah, I really believe that, too. Well, one of the things that I loved about your class was your positive attitude that you would exude. Do you see a correlation between physical health and mental health? Oh, totally. And I think 
as as bad as as what's going on right now with COVID and um, how our lives have all been drastically changed, I think it has brought to the forefront how important physical felt, physical health affects mental health. Mm-hmm. Because just just not necessarily working out, but just the fact that you can move around and do things, you know, makes a big difference on how you feel. You know, and I feel a lot of people. A lot of the, the the stress and anxiety and everything that has kind of gone along with what's going on right now is the fact that we can't do things that we are kind of stuck at home. You know, for safety reasons, of course. It's not, you know, not uh, not because we're trying to be careful about ourselves, but if we're not able to do any kind of movement, the body just tends to shut down a lot, and it is it is bad. It, it's it's something that I wish we would be able to promote more in general, not just because there's a pandemic going on, but that we continue to promote healthy lifestyles because then that will help us feel better mentally. And then when you feel better mentally, then everything kind of works out, you know? So I, I do believe that there is a coinciding together. And if you look at a lot of people that are healthy and that are fit, you know, yeah. a lot of trainers that you see, a lot of people that are fit, Mentally, they're pretty good, you know. And also, too, the if you want to go a little bit more scientific about it, the correlation with the adrenaline that you that you get with the uh, the dopamine that gets set off in your body, that chemical reaction, it does make you feel better. You know, it, it has been proven that when you release those dopamines in you, that is exerted from a physical activity it does make you feel better. It relaxes the body, it relaxes the mind. And yeah, that's why, you know, when you do your ply session, after you do a good ply session, you feel so much better. Uh, when a lot of weightlifters lift weights, you can see them, they kind of just sit there and there's a little bit of a smile on their face. It, it's not because they're happy that they lifted something super heavy. It's because the chemical reaction makes you feel better. So yeah. there is that correlation that I, I think so many people do not understand or, or don't realize or recognize, and it should be more understood. Yeah, I know for me, like I was talking about before with my anxiety, Pilates was that outlet for me. And you know, of course, it was scientific, like you're saying, and I would just feel good to be part of a routine to go there and to, you know, like, honor myself by just going there, you know, just showing up. And so when COVID hit, I felt like it was instantly taken away. And so I was like, I had a hard time actually for like, a few months, like navigating, like, what am I going to do to take that place? Because that was really key for me. So I started just walking outside and, but I'm like, this isn't sort of the same level of what I was doing in Pilates. And so, you know, I had to get creative. So I'm doing the apps, I'm doing the virtual stuff. I'm, I'm trying like everyone else. So how has COVID affected your life as an instructor, but also your routine as a person who's into fitness? Oh yeah, it uh especially when we first had the the first lockdown in LA and everything was shut down, gyms, mm-hmm. everything. It, it definitely it it, it it hit me hard. I, I don't think it, anybody can say it didn't affect them at all. Uh, but like you, you just have to be creative. And I feel the the greatest thing about humanity, uh, and it, sadly, it kind of it kind of doesn't always show up in moments like this. But the greatest thing about humanity is our adaptability. Mm. You know, it's very true, the cliche, it's you have to adapt to survive, you know. Mm -hmm. And if you really want something, 
humans have fi have figured out ways to achieve it you know um especially i think too with our stubbornness if someone really tells you you can't do it the tendency is you want to do it totally. so you know because there was no gyms doesn't mean you you can't work out you just gotta like you you gotta find more creative ways to do it and there are virtual apps i have a little home gym in my backyard mm. that basically i set up had free weights and everything you don't get to do everything you want to do, but at least it's something, you know? Mm -hmm. And I tell a lot of clients, like uh, a lot of clients and my friends that that's, that's still good. You know, just as long as you're doing something, it may not be the greatest workout or the greatest routine, but at least you're doing something, not just sitting on your butt doing nothing, you know? Totally. So you, you can do something, but yeah, going back to your question, it, it definitely did affect me. Um, there was moments, I'll be honest with you, where it got really, really hard financially because, you know, obviously no way to train people, no way to make money. Yeah. But again, with the wonders of technology, I've been able to train people online. Um, fortunately, like I said, my gym was able to open up and we do have a big parking lot where we could work outside. So, you know, I mean, during the summer, it was hot as could be, but we still <laughs> did it. Right now, we've had some rain and we've had some really cold days, but you know, you, you just bundle up and you can do it. You know, uh, it's uh, the days get a little bit uh, darker earlier, so we just had to get floodlights to come in. You know, okay. it's, it's you just you just got to adapt. It's 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 nothing again. If you really want to do something, we've, we've been able to figure out ways to do it, and I think the worst thing, and again, this is sadly some things that have popped up with, with COVID. Some people get so caught up in all the negativity that it's very, very easy to just say, I quit. Mm -hmm. It's very easy just to stop. Or it's very easy just to blame, well, I can't do it because of COVID. Mm -hmm. And then that's it. That's your out. You know, and, that, and as you know, that's the same thing with fitness. You know, oh, I've had a hard day at work, so I'm not going to go to work out. Oh, you know, um, I'm, I'm out of gas. Or, oh, I got to go shopping, all right, so I'm not going to go work. You know, I'm not going to go work out. Yeah, there's always ways to come up with excuses, you know, and, and find things to prevent you from doing it. But if you really want to do it, we can figure out ways to, to adapt and, and make it possible. And again, it may not be the same thing that you're normally used to, but sadly, that's another thing that COVID has kind of taught us is that the normal is, is kind of not going to happen for a while. And there's nothing wrong with that. You know, you just got to adapt. You just got to learn and accept that this is kind of the new normal for right now and get through it as best as you can until we can get back to what we used to do, you know? Yeah. And, um, and yeah, that's, that's how I've been able to do it so far. Wow. I'm, I forgot how motivating you are. I'm like missing our classes so hardcore right now. <laughs> so I'm just thinking about your positive attitude and your ability to motivate yourself and others but you're human too. So do you have days that are harder for you? And, and how do you, you know, pull yourself up by the bootstraps or how, what do you do when on days when it's hard, even for someone like you? Well, it, it's, you know, you kind of mentioned it when you were saying about doing your routine and how you want to honor yourself by doing this. It is the same with me. You know, I, again, I mentioned before, it's much easier when you've been in it for so long that it becomes almost an automatic and that's kind of why i tell a lot of people it's all about routine if you do it consistently 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 it's much harder than to let yourself down um it's 
it's easier to give up when you really don't have that routine because it wasn't established to begin with. And that's why consistency is so key. Cause if you come, if you go work out or if you do something maybe every other day, it's then easier to go from that every other day to, okay, every, every other day mm. to just do it at maybe once a week to ah, maybe what then, then not at all, you know, but if you're doing it consistently and you're working every day, then it's, it's, like I said, it's much harder to let yourself down because you don't want to. You're going, well, but this is what I do all the time. I have to do this. So it's a little bit easier to motivate yourself. But, again, when there are moments that are really, really hard, it's okay to get frustrated and upset about this. And I've actually kind of discussed this with my girlfriend just recently because, you know, holidays and, and things. And it, it's very easy to get frustrated because now you're frustrated. You know, mm -hmm. and that's okay because we're all human. You know, it's all right to have bad days. It's all right to kind of beat yourself up a little bit because, again, we're all human. Nobody, I tell my kids this all the time when I teach them martial arts, nobody's perfect. And I think that's actually the worst thing is to try to be perfect because then it's even harder to maintain that. So you just accept the faults that you have. Don't beat yourself up too much, but then learn that you don't want to feel this way all the time. And so you want to try your best to do things to make yourself feel better. So, you know, take a little time to go, okay, this sucks, but then think, well, what can I do to make this better? And again, we are so resilient. We'll figure out ways and you can come up with creative ideas to, to make sure that you can get back on track. And then once you're back on track, then there you go. You, you just use that momentum to get yourself up. Because like I've mentioned to you before, Caitlin, you know, not every day when you come to the Pilates studio is going to be a great day. Mm -hmm. You know, every day is different. Some days you feel, oh, not so good. You woke up on the wrong side of the bed. Maybe you ate too much. Maybe work was very hard. Maybe you, you've had like an emotional, emotional something, you know. Mm -hmm. So that's fine. That day of your, of your Pilates workout wasn't so great. But come back tomorrow, come back the next day. I guarantee you'll be different. You might even feel better. And then you have yourself a good day. And you just hope that you have more good days than bad days. And more than likely you will. But you just don't beat yourself up on that one day too long. Yeah. And I think one of the reasons why you were like the perfect instructor for me is because you would say things like that. Like not every day is going to be a great day, but that's okay. You're here and you're trying. I have a personality type and I'm not sure if you're this way. I'm like all or nothing. So I want it to be all in and I want it to be perfect or I don't even want to do it at all. So something that I'm trying in 2021 is to just be more gentle with myself. And I think that's something a lot of people need to do. Like they think fitness journey, wellness journey. I have to work out every day. Every day has to be the hardest workout I've ever done. But like you're saying, some days are not that and that's okay. And that's okay. Yeah. It's again, and I, and I completely understand because I was like that at the very beginning too. It's all or nothing. It's either 100% or like 110% or why even try? Right. But you just learn that you're human. It's not every day is going to be 110%. Again, if you have the right drive and if you, if you have the right abilities, almost every day will be. But it's mm -hmm. almost. It's not every day. You know, everyone's human. So it's okay to have a down day. Just again, don't beat yourself up over it like oh my god this is it i'm done you know i'm never <laughs> gonna do this again just take it what it is 
come back the next day, you'll be fine. You know, yeah. it's, it's, uh, I've learned through, you know, granted I've, I haven't lived that long, but I've learned from my life that life is, is always going to be up and down, but again, it's up and down. Mm-hmm. So, you know, you'll have good days, you'll have bad days, but you'll always come back. Yeah. You know, it's never just down, 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 that's yeah. it. You know, and sadly it's never up, 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 mm. up, 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 that's <laughs> If only. <laughs> it's always going to be an up and down. Yeah, it's always going to be an up and down. But, you know, that's that's life. We we have the bad days so that we can really appreciate the good days, you know. And we have the good days to reward us for, you know, working through the hard days. So yeah. that's that's how I feel. If people can kind of look at life that way, then you'll start to realize it is pretty good what we have, you know, for all things considering. Yeah. So. I love that. Okay, I have two extremes that I need your opinion on. What advice would you give first to someone who's never worked out a day in their life, scared to take the first step, and then what advice would you give to someone who's tried it all, hardcore, and now that they've tried everything, they're burnt out, no motivation left to keep going? What do you say to those two people? So let's let's start with the first, okay? Never worked out in, at all. It's I'll be honest with you. It's going to be hard. It, it really is, especially if you're older. You know, as I mentioned before, it's easier to start when you're younger because then when you're younger, you have that base and you're used to it and your, your body kind of gets it. But there are, I have a lot of clients that have never worked out since high school when they had to get forced PE. And then after that, they're done. Uh, it's going to be hard. It, it, I'll be honest with you, but again, not impossible and just start slow. You know, you don't, it's just like swimming. It, my father, unfortunately, when he taught me how to swim, he truly believed and just dumped the kid in the deep end. Hopefully he'll <laughs> survive. It, it made, it traumatized me for life, but I did learn how to swim because I had to, <laughs> but I don't believe that's the right way to teach people. You start from the shallow end and then gradually you make your way into the deep end, you know, and that's how you're going to have to do it. You're going to have to take a few very, very basic easy courses and and don't worry just because it's easy don't feel like oh my god that's the, you know i suck because is he no everyone everyone has a starting point you know your starting point is just later than than most and that's okay but everybody had a first day that's another thing i always say too if it's your first day don't worry everybody had a first day my first day of martial arts was not the greatest day you know but you kept with it and been doing it ever since everyone's like that so your first day just take it slow. Find something, like I said before, find something that you like. Don't just think, well, this is the only thing I can do. If I don't do it, then that's it. No, find something else. Find something you like. You will find something. But again, take it slow. Take it day by day. If you're, if you really want to work out, I always recommend to people, don't work out every day. Start maybe every other day. Maybe just do it twice a week. Whatever feels comfortable for you, but then eventually you'll find the point where you're going, okay, I think I could do more. Then you start to work your way up. And then eventually you'll get to a point where you feel pretty good about what your routine should be. And then you got yourself established. Now, for those who have worked their way hardcore and now they're completely burned out, then that's when I say, you know, take that step back. And I've been there before too. Um, I've done it with martial arts. Uh, I started martial arts when I was four. Uh, got my black belt when I was six, competed in championships when I was about 10, burned out by 16. Um, I hated martial arts at that age. I I didn't want to do it, didn't want to touch it, didn't want anything to do with it. It's okay. That's, That's fine. 
you know, take that step back, do something else, find something, um, do some other mentally stimulating thing, maybe art, maybe, uh, instead of doing something extreme, do something a little bit more relaxing, take a bike ride, walk, swim. Again, we're in LA. We got so many options for you to do, but it's okay to take that step away until you start to find that passion again, because it wasn't until I got to 19, about three years later that I decided, all right, you know what? Let me do kickboxing instead of, instead of karate. Cause I was doing karate for all my life. Let me do, it's not karate. It's something different, but mm. it still is martial arts. Let me do kickboxing. Loved it. And got into kickboxing for the next five or six years. And then gradually found my way back into karate and then teaching martial arts. So, you know, you'll find your way back. You just have to find that passion for it again. You know, and it's hard to find passion for something if it's constantly there. You know, there's an old mm-hmm. saying in, uh, I love professional wrestling, but there's an old saying, professional wrestling, how can I miss you if you're constantly here? You know? <laughs> so it's, it's the same with working out. How can I miss something if I'm always seeing it? So mm-hmm. it's okay to take that break. And again, doesn't necessarily mean that you don't do anything. Like I said, you can, you can go walk, you can go swim, you can take up a sport like, like, uh, surfing we got a beach you can go skiing we got mountains find something that's a little bit different and then once you start to get that jonesing about well i kind of miss working like lifting or i kind of miss going to my hit classes then that's when you go back and then you hopefully you'll find that passion again i love that advice that's great well i have to ask this since you've been an instructor of the children for almost two decades what advice would you give to parents whose kids are starting out? Should parents go the hardcore where they're super involved and they're like screaming in the stands or they sh- should you listen to your children? How much, how much push is too much push for kids starting out? Sure. Uh, that's, that's, that's a good question. Um, Cause I've seen all, all extremes of the spectrum, you know, it, it's gotta be a balance. It's, it's gotta be a balance. I, I have to say as an instructor, you can tell when a kid's going to be successful by what their parents are doing. Uh, sadly, the ones that don't last very long, their parents are usually the ones that drop them off that don't stay. Uh, the ones that don't ask any questions, the ones that maybe they'll be there, but they have their, 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 their nose in their iPhone or Mm -hmm. they're doing something completely that has nothing to do with the class. Uh, sadly, those are the ones where the students, unless the student is really, really trying on his own, he's not going to, he or she is not going to last very long. Uh, but then you have the other extreme. We have the parents are constantly asking me, what more can they do? Can they do more classes? Can they come every day? Can, can, you know, you, what, what else do you, you know, you need to be harder on them, you know, and they're just like all into it. It's like, those are the ones, sadly, that's where you will get burnout from the kids. The kids are like, I don't want to be here anymore. And I look at them, I'm like, yeah, I don't blame you. Yeah. You know? So it, it's a balance. The ones that I find most successful are the parents do want to be part of it but they don't want to overwhelm their child. So they'll, they will ask the question like, okay, what can they do at home that they could be better at? Or um, they'll ask every so often like, so what do you, how do you feel my child doing? Because maybe they have concerns too. And again, that's great. I, I think it's always going to be about a balance, you know? So for those parents that want their kids to do it, I highly recommend first and foremost, if you're a parent with a child, get your child to do something doesn't have to be martial arts. I feel most parents like to have their kids do martial arts because especially if you have a good instructor, it really does teach 
discipline and, and self-confidence. Mm-hmm. Um, I've had kids who have come to me with you know, obvious disciplinary issues, obvious uh, self-confidence issues, and they turn themselves around within a couple of years. And it's amazing. You know, I'm very, very proud and happy to say I, I've helped a lot of kids who I feel have turned into some wonderful young men and women, you know, who are, who are going to be great contributors to, to society, which is great. Uh, so I, I highly recommend them get into something again, it doesn't have to be martial arts, but something to just get them active, whether it be baseball, football, um, get them into art too. You know, my brother learned how to play the piano and draw and all that. So, I mean, it's amazing. his creativity uh, as an adult now. So just get them to do something, just something. Don't let them just sit at home and do, and do nothing, but play video games or be on the iPad or whatever. Uh, but at the same time, again, don't overwhelm them either. You know, I, I unfortunately have uh, one child. I mean, he's amazing. I love him to death, but he has so many, um, muscle and, and, you know, he hurts himself a lot because his parents have him doing like six different sports. Like he swims, he plays football, he plays basketball, he plays soccer, he does martial arts with me. So I look at, and he's only 12, but I look at him, he Mm. looks so beat up. (laughs) Good Lord, kid, you're not going to last in the high school. Right. So, you know, again, it's all about finding a balance, you know, don't, don't overwhelm your child, but don't let your child do nothing. And you yourself should learn. And that's hard. I know it's not easy being a parent, but should learn not to overwhelm your child either, but definitely don't, you know, have no interest whatsoever. Yeah. So, so that, that it's, it's hard. It's, it's, you know, I've, I've come at a very early age to realize I don't want to have kids. Um, That's a choice. But I look at a, what a lot of the parents that come with their kids to my school, and it's not easy. You know, mm-hmm. I give them a lot of respect for being parents because especially now, it's not an easy time to have a child. But it takes a lot of work and effort to, to do it and to do it well. So, mm-hmm. you know, it, it's, it's hard. But just find that balance and, and, and your kid will, will turn out to be great. Yeah, I love that. It's all about balance, right? For us and for the kids. It's hard, but it's it's a lifelong a lifelong challenge, I guess. Yes. Well, Josh, I can't thank you enough for joining me today on Wonderful Week and sharing your journey and your expertise with us. And I knew you'd be full of good advice. You always are. So I encourage, is it okay to encourage my listeners to follow you on social media? Sure. Um, you know, I, I'm actually not great at that. Um, I should work on it. My, my girlfriend's always picking on me on that. But um, if they, if they want to follow me on social media um, for my Facebook, it, it's just my personal Facebook, Joshua Shibata. I'm there. I'll occasionally drop some quotes that I find that are very good. Uh, you know, the positivity, it, it's, it's something that I've learned over the last couple of years is something I think everybody really needs. Mm-hmm. You know, it, it's hard to find, especially with the way the news is and the way that everybody likes to, to, to get that shock news and the clickbait and all that. I, I think it's easy to forget that there is some good in the world. You know, um, the humans, I don't feel are naturally evil or good. I think, again, it's, it's, it's a bit of both. But so with that being said, 
just because there's so much bad doesn't mean that there's not any good. It's just that good doesn't sell. You know, yeah, unfortunately. So, true. <laughs> so, so you have to you have to find that. And there is. You just you just gotta find it. So I, I do like to find a lot of positivity so that people will remember that there is good in the world. Uh so it's just Joshua Shibata on my um Facebook. On my Instagram, I do more of the physical fitness stuff and um post workout videos of mine. So mine is a uh, SoCal Showdown Josh. Um, there's a long story behind how that came about, but, I like but it. that's the name <laughs> of my Instagram. SoCal Showdown Josh is there. And, uh, yeah. So, um, and, um, you know, occasionally I'll have people that will ask me for fitness advice or mm-hmm. certain things to help. And yeah, feel free to, to DM me or to, to ask me. Um, cause again, I, I feel, especially now, everyone's looking for a little bit of inspiration, a little bit of direction. Uh, it's hard. So if yeah. I could help people in any little way, um, I'll be happy to do that. Oh, well, you helped me a lot today and it's been so nice to chat with you. Thank you so much, Josh. Yeah, yeah. thank you. And, and tell Uncle John I said hi. Absolutely. Okay, Josh, enjoy the rest of your day and thanks for the positivity. I really needed it. Of course. Anytime, Caitlin. Thank you. Bye. Bye. Bye.